Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is DSC's Untamed Heritage. DSC's Untamed Heritage is brought to you by Dallas Safari Club. Conservation, education, protecting hunters' rights. Ruger. Rugged, reliable firearms. Hardity. Accurate, deadly, dependable. Trigicon. Brilliant aiming solutions. Burnham Brothers Calls. Calling us calls made. Texas Wildlife Association. Working for tomorrow's wildlife today. Texas raised hunting products. The Scent Gods. www.trailingthehuntersmoon.com. The Hunter Conservation Website. Very fortunate to sit here this morning with uh, Mr. Corey Mason with DSC, Executive Director, and Mr. Tim Fallon from the FTW, the Sportsman All-Weather, All-Terrain, Marksmanship, but training. But beyond that, Tim is now the uh, President of the DSC Foundation. Congratulations, Mr. Fallon. Thank you, Mr. Larry. Tell me a little bit about what's going on with DSC. We're living in some very interesting times, obviously. and. Uh, Tell me what y'all see as far as the future is concerned as wildlife, or and what's the role of DSC, and, and Tim, maybe you, what the role is of DSC Foundation. Corey? All right. Well, thanks for the opportunity to visit, Larry. I appreciate that. There are lots of things going on right now, from current pressing issues, from the opposition of anti-hunting community, uh, pieces of legislation that have been introduced at the state level, at the national level. Uh, specifically now dealing to the current issue at hand, the COVID crisis and what that looks like. And really the crisis and the opportunity that the anti-hunting community has tried to make out of this crisis uh, in the introduction of anti-wildlife trade bills uh, and the impact that those have, those have currently uh, within some particular states as well as U.S. Congress. We've seen the introduction of uh, a bill recently by Coons and Graham senators um, that we have filed strong opposition to and that we have engaged our lobbying capacity to fight strongly. Uh, additionally, we've been engaged through the relationships that we have with other congressmen uh, to review legislation prior to it being uh, released and filed, uh, some that we have supported and some that we have proposed as well. And so 
really the, the overall sense of that is the fact that we are very strongly entrenched and embedded in working in along the lines of our mission of conservation, education, and advocacy. And really these kinds of issues really hit every one of those tenets of that mission. You know, it's, it's educating the general public, the voting public, as well as our elected officials uh, about the consequences and urging them strongly to engage stakeholders. And unfortunately, we see an emerging trend of politicians from Western government, the EU and the United States, to engage in politics that are based on emotion without stakeholder input. And by stakeholders, I mean specifically those that are directly in charge by statute and mandate and the oversight and regulation of those wildlife species and their habitats, and they're not engaging them, in this particular case, a number of African countries. And we fight these same type cases if it's, you know, a bill in, in California right now, Senate Bill 1175, that would prohibit the imported legal possession of legally taken animals, or uh, Connecticut bill, et cetera, et cetera. So that's an overview sort of from that side. But on the other side of the shop, you know, moving towards our primary fundraiser, building towards a great convention that we're going to deliver in, in 2021 that's going to happen, uh, working with stakeholders and, and making sure that we have done all of the preparation that we can do with building plans A through F right now on the contingencies to deal with the ever-evolving world and um, building chapters, and there's just lots of great things going on with uh, with DSC right now. So. With that, I'll hand the potato to Mr. Fallon here. <laughs> well, Larry, as, as you know, um, Corey's got all the hard work and, and some of the, uh, the more challenging, especially when it comes to the politics. On the foundation side, we have the best job in the world. We grant money to really fund really needed and important programs around the world, anti-poaching, you know, from conservation, advocacy, and education, obviously. So we kind of have the best job in the world. We get to give away money to really cool <laughs> programs. Um, that comes with some challenges, you know, sorting those out, which ones make sense, which ones are doing a good job right now. And um, that's really our, our mission. And, and uh, as I say, supporting DSC and all of its challenges. And, uh, of course, we all face them as hunters, period. But thank goodness for DSC and many of the other organizations around the around the globe that do fight for hunters' rights and, and support and helping people understand making wildlife management decisions based on emotion is you're actually destroying wildlife, and it's just not a healthy thing at all. So helping people understand to make, look, to make good decisions based on scientific facts and proven data versus emotions is so important. Corey, we've talked about this a little bit in the past. DSC is very much involved with other organizations. What are some of those organizations that we're involved with now or that you anticipate us maybe being involved with in the future? You bet. Well, recognizing the fact that DSC is a small staffed organization, we have 13 staff, um, and recognizing the fact that we have uh, a, a duty to fulfill our mission to the fullest extent, we work very specifically and very methodically with a number of partners, to your point. We have formalized those partnerships in the sense of MOUs with a number of them uh, so that that relationship is very clear and delineated as to the needs and expectations to leverage the capacity. And, you know, some of those MOUs uh, include organizations like the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation, uh, most recently uh, academic-type institutions like PERC, the Property Environment right. Research Center. That. Yeah, that's yes. a, it's a great success that we're super excited of. You know, we've done a lot of work with Catherine Simpson, who is a— internationally recognized expert, you know, recently testified uh, counter to the Cecil uh, bill of uh, Congressman Gerholer out of Arizona. 
um, and as well as our international partners as well, organizations like CIC and FACE, in which we have strong partnerships with. And the importance of those partnerships is probably kind of more important beyond the surface in the sense of the capacity that they bring to to touch a number of elected officials, but also to to tap into those partnerships, partnerships and the expertise they bring whenever we go to the international forums. In fact, in, in fact this current week right now, uh, we were scheduled to be at the World Conservation Congress in Marseille, France. Um, that venue, like many others around the world, have been canceled because of travel restrictions, etc., understandably so. But the, but the point is, leading up to that, we were working with many of these partners uh, in preparation of uh, filing counters against motions and filing new motions uh, and providing rebuttals and providing information and, and being able to divvy that out and let each organization use its area of expertise and communications, et cetera, et cetera, to make sure that we can stand up collectively as a, a conservation community, uh, number one, to have a voice for the conservation of wildlife, but then number two, to have a strong voice against those that at least on the surface act like they have uh, animal conservation in mind when in fact it's simply animal welfare. Um, so we do have partnerships with organizations all over the world, but we also do habitat and conservation projects with organizations like the Wild Sheep Foundation, a great partner of ours. Uh, we're doing some collaborative work in Mexico right now uh, with organizations like Texas Bighorn Society, locally here in Texas, you know, uh, doing habitat work on the ground, providing water and arid environments. Mule Deer Foundation, et cetera, Sportsman's Alliance that does great work in many state capitals associated with to ensuring hunting and fishing and trapping. And so we do have the great benefit of working with many like-minded organizations, again, to really leverage strengths of each organization for the benefit of all of them. You mentioned some of the local projects. One of the things that uh, we have, how many chapters right now? We have about a dozen right now. We have about a dozen chapters. A lot of those chapters, they only send a small percentage that comes into DSC or DSCF. Uh, and there I think they get to designate where they want to have those monies directed to. But those chapters also raise a substantial amount of money for conservation. And a lot of those two go into local type projects, do they not? They do. Uh, and we've seen examples of uh, maybe a chapter has a particular interest in youth education or getting youth outdoors. Right, like like the one in, in what's it, Iowa, Nebraska? Exactly, yeah. the Heartland chapter, Heartland exactly. Mission. And then we have, for example, if we look at the Northeast chapter, which we were very proud of, we most recently had the opportunity to engage with the Northeast chapter, the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation, and DSC to write some joint collaborative efforts to fight a piece of legislation that was introduced at the state level in Connecticut associated again making uh, prohibiting the legal possess the possession of legally taken African game. And so the benefit of chapters around North America is to benefit local, you know, the opportunity to right. influence if it's a local shooting sport or whatever it might be, and as well as advocacy, as well as just member activation and engagement as a whole, you know, for the organization. Obviously, for somebody that's interested, you can become a member of DSC is probably one of the first steps to do. And then from that, determine where you want to put your efforts into, because we're an organization of volunteers when you get right down to it. Uh, so there's many opportunities there. So you become a member of the DSC, and we now have a new membership level as well, too, that we'll discuss a little bit. But, but Tim, uh, DSC Foundation. What do you anticipate as, as far as the DSC Foundation moving forward in terms of uh, 
you know, where's the money spent? I know we've got a program now that where somebody can donate money and, and it can be designated to a particular project somewhere, right? Right, right. We call those directed donations. Directed right? donations. And, uh, boy, the foundation's a real big fan of that because we're getting a lot of uh, a lot of money in from folks who might have a an outfitter they've hunted with and really care a great deal for, and they'll send us money. We direct the money without any fee, of course, without any, you know, cut. Um, directly onto that outfitter or that anti-poaching program or the school or a college or whatever it may be. Um, that's a, certainly a big part of what the foundation does. It's a it's a great way to get a tax write-off, 501c3, for the donor, which is great. Um, but, uh, yeah, the recipient gets it the 100% of the money. If somebody were interested in saying donating anything from $100 on up or even maybe a smaller amount, what would be the best procedure? How, how should somebody go about doing that? Well, we, we publish on social media a lot of different links you can attach or go to, but or go to the Dallas Safari Club Foundation um, website or the Dallas Safari Club website and, right. um, and click on the foundation, and there's lots of different ways to, to seek out what you might want to donate to or contribute to. It's a great program. I mean, we—I don't know—we're just into this not very long. When you get right down to it, there's been a fair amount of money already brought in to the foundation from individuals that has been already released to the people that really need it. That's been one of the things that I've really appreciated is the fact that money comes in; it doesn't sit around for months. That need for that money is is immediate when somebody. Yeah, generally speaking, a directed donation is back out of here in, within seven business days. So the money comes in, we write up a grant agreement and so forth, you know, make sure our bases are covered, and the money's gone. I mean, the, the recipients get it very quickly. It's, it's a really it's, wonderful program. Seems about as fast as what I can get a check cleared through yeah. the bank to get, get something done. So I'm amazed with that. Uh, Corey, we mentioned there's there's another uh, level of membership that's just been created, and I'll I'll spend some time visiting with with uh, with Nate as well too a little bit later about this as well. But tell me a little bit about that because that to me is is a really exciting thing when you get right down to it for us an opportunity to greatly increase our membership and they're with the benefits that come to those who will send money to become a member. Yeah, we're really excited about it. The opportunity for those that maybe want to kick the tires, if you will, learn more about DSC. They're they're aware of the conservation footprint and the good things that are going on here, and they want to maybe become a member, but they're not necessarily willing to part with $100 for other kind of memberships in which we've had in the past. And so recognizing that and recognizing our desire to build a base of membership, not for the sake of building a number, but rather for the sake to build and equip and educate and activate sportsmen around the North America. That's our desire to build membership. And so now, the new membership level is called Basecamp, uh, and it's a $45 to become a member, receive the publications and communications and alerts and e-blasts and action alert for legislative actions and all those kinds of things. Uh, and it's a great way to become engaged in DSC, learn about volunteer opportunities, uh, just an opportunity to really get a sort of a pulse of the organization and with a, with a hope, ultimately, that someone says, you know, this is really something that I'm excited to be a part of and I want to be more engaged in. And maybe then they kind of grow into the organization from there. They volunteer here and there or they become active or they're then willing because they're now receiving information about a state-level issue or a federal issue that they want to engage in. And so, again, that we're, we're engaging our memberships and, a, and our members, rather, in a meaningful way and keeping them educated and informed of issues that are near and dear to them. And then they want to have create loyalty to the organization as well. So we're super excited about the new membership level, and it's already been well received. That's fantastic. I, I think it, 
I think it's something we've kind of been needing for a little bit because, it, as you said, it's kind of an introductory type thing. I mean, yep. DSC is such a great organization for so many different reasons, but uh, the publication that they're getting is going to be the Game Trails magazine. Correct, yep. Pretty cool magazine. I mean, to me, it's probably not It's not probably it's the best magazine there is out there when it comes to having anything to do with hunting. It's very beautifully done and lots of great information. It is well done, yeah. Tim, where do you see DSCF headed in the next year or two? Well, Larry, this is, as you know, you and I just got started into this. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm on board as well, yeah, too. So. Yeah. Um, you know, what I've learned so far is just absolutely amazed me. I'm still in awe of what this foundation has been able to accomplish. Of course, the foundation belongs to DSC. Yes. We are the giving arm, if you will, yes. of DSC. And what... And, and when I say this, I, I mean it. D- Dallas Safari Club, what it has done through its foundation is just overwhelming. I mean, the millions of dollars that it's gotten out around the world in just in four years is unbelievable. And that all comes from a lot of hard work from a lot of really wonderful people. Um, I see that moving forward maybe a little more focused in some areas. Um, we would like to really focus our attention on, on chapters, corporate, and even personal type fundraising programs. Um, and look, my, my long-term goal is for the foundation to uh, continue to, to do a good job of, of issuing grants that, you know, accomplish Dallas Safari Club's three missions, which is conservation, advocacy, and, and education. And uh, it's fun because already just in the few months I've been involved, I'm seeing some trends, some shifting um, a lot of new faces are coming out, a lot of requested grants that have never been requested before. So the popularity of our programs is catching on, and it's becoming more and more important, especially in the struggling parts of the world, such as Africa. I mean, good Lord, the population base of Africa, they say, is going to double. By the year 2050, it will be half the world's population. And unfortunately, what suffers in all that is the animals. And the wildlife disappears, and and so there's so many cool, really cool programs out there to, to to mitigate that damage from overpopulation and set aside areas and anti-poaching programs, and it's just it's so important, and and so it's it's been fun, and I see more focus on on those types of programs, North America, Africa, all over the world, Asia, I mean just look at the Marcor program in Pakistan, what an amazing success story that's been, so it's. Um, I'd like I'd like more focus on the fundraising part of it. Um, a, a mutual friend of ours says it best. Our job, the, the foundation's job, is to issue grants, promote the heck out of them, and raise more money to issue more grants to promote the heck out of them. It's kind of it's kind of a vicious circle that grows and grows and grows and like grows. Like a little leapfrog. And it's really a very going. it's a simplistic way to put it, but it is the bottom line. That's what the foundation That's right. is for. That's right. It's wonderful. Uh, Corey, you mentioned the convention. It looks at this point like we are going to have a convention. We are going to have a convention. I love that. Uh, We are working right now on on what the delivery looks like in the sense of uh, working very closely with uh, CDC, governor's office, uh, obviously the city of Dallas, uh, through local authorities, clearly, and the convention center and all of those that have the influence over policies. Uh, But we're communicating very closely with them. Uh, I mean, on a weekly basis and sometimes on a daily basis. Um, but to further understand, <clears throat> excuse me, further understand what restrictions may or may not be in place, recognizing we're still talking six months out, but those six months will go that quick, you know, when it comes down to delivery of the convention. But uh, 
But yes, the convention will happen. It will be strong, uh, and we will be working very diligently to ensure that it is, you know, again, full of the greatest uh, conservation hunters, um, those that contribute in the, you know, shooting sports industry, uh, as we always do. The exhibitors that are represented in that hall are some of the finest in the world, uh, great partners of this organization, and they are the reason we are able to have a convention. And so we are, we consider that relationship a partnership. Uh, but, uh, but yes, so we're working through details at this point, you know, and we'll be working through some of the details of if there are additional restrictions on what we have to do here and there, uh, we'll work through them. We'll sort it out like we always do. There's a DSC 100. I think it far exceeds that 100 count uh, that really do a lot for, with the convention, do they not? They do. So uh, that DSC 100, to your point, Larry, and I guess the early 80s, that probably represented 100 people. It was about uh, the membership at one That's point. right. <laughs> And now that has shifted to last year, 520 volunteers, <laughs> and we very lovingly call the DSC 100 because they give 100% of time, talents, abilities, everything. Uh, and yes, that is what really fuels and runs the convention from uh, the man or woman that greets the exhibitor in the parking lot and, and welcomes them with a breakfast taco, recognizing they've been traveling from around the world for however many days it might be, to helping them unload their trailer to get into the hall and then hopefully someone welcome them through the day and say, we're glad you're here. Uh, and then greeting attendees and all those kind of things and all the behind-the-scenes things that people don't see. And the reason they don't see them is because they were resolved before they became an issue. That's right. right? Uh, That's right. But, uh, yes, so we are fueled ultimately, and that convention is delivered on the backs of just the absolute greatest volunteer base in the world. Without a doubt. Years ago, I got tickled when George Shambly was the president. Uh, I was sitting at the Wednesday night thing that we have for the outfitters mm-hmm. and, and – uh, I was visiting with these guys from uh, Outfitters from Wyoming. I think it was their first time that they'd ever been there. They they wanted to come to DSC. Finally got a booth. They're there and had a substantial booth with a bunch of animals and a big booth and all this kind of thing to set up. And and this gentleman helped them set up all the booth. And all of a sudden, George got up on the stage and they go, "Oh my God, that's the guy that helped carry all of our stuff in. He's the president." And I said, "Yeah." I said, "Welcome to DSC." I said, "That's, that's how that's how DSC does things around here because." Everybody lends a hand in those things. It's it's just an amazing to me. I've always called it a great big family reunion, and, and it is yep. in so many different ways of, of of friends and family. That in a way we're all kind of I guess family because of our great love for the outdoors and the support that we give for the conservation moving forward. And uh, it's just an absolutely fantastic event. This year it's going to be January seven through ten. Seven through ten, and it'd be at the K Bailey Hutchison uh, here in Dallas, and. Uh, by all means, if, if you're out there, if you've never been, oh my God, don't come for a day because you're not gonna you're you're gonna go home going, my God, I got into the, about the first ten percent because I kept <laughs> seeing all these great things, kept running all these people I want to visit with, and you know if you any way possible plan for plan on spending the, at least two if not three, even best you know spend the entire time here because it's just such a great event, and then we have uh, auction going on at night, and we've got some. Uh, 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 silent auction things going on during the daytime, but just great events going on uh, in terms of seminars, in terms of getting to meet with people. We've got the uh, one of the little stages that we set up, and it's a opportunity for a bunch of guys to sit down and talk and tell a few stories and listen to a few stories. So uh, everybody needs to be there. Anything else that you guys want to add while we're at it this morning? 
uh, as far as DSC or where you think what people can be doing right now to kind of prepare for the fall for the, um, from a personal basis, but also from uh, what can we be doing to, to continue to share what we've just talked about here? You know, one of the things when given the opportunity when I talk to a group of hunters is I really urge um, really from complacency. And by that, I mean, yes. you know, a hunter base, if they're a, a deer hunter, a pig hunter, an elk hunter, a duck hunter, whatever it might be, to not be complacent and sit on the hands and maybe not or be aware of an issue that's happening in Africa or Pakistan or British Columbia or greater Yellowstone ecosystem grizzly bears and to be lulled into a false sense of complacency, I think that's not going to happen to me or what I like to hunt or what's near and dear to me, white-tailed hunting or elk hunting or black bear hunting, whatever it might be. Because there is a methodical attack that's taking place right now on our right and opportunity to hunt in wildlife conservation, even at a higher level. And the fact is, is we need our hunting constituents, our brothers and sisters that enjoy the outdoors and sporting community, to be armed with and educated in the fact and know those challenges that we're facing, again, at the national level, at the state level. And the fact of, of understanding that we need sportsmen of all kinds to engage in these issues because all types of hunting are under the microscope and lens by the anti-hunting community and they have strong financial backing behind them and if we stand up as a community and say no science-based wildlife conservation is the ability and the way and the proven model as it's been in north america since 1937 to manage wildlife this is the way to do it and we're going to stand shoulder to shoulder and support that we have a strong voice but if we splinter and say no i'm a dove hunter or a duck hunter that really doesn't affect me just know that at some point in time, your way of life and what you enjoy will be under attack. And hope that those that are around you will be willing to stand up for what you enjoy as well. And so I never miss an opportunity to, to in, in really encourage people to activate and engage. Educate yourself. Um, and if you may not be aware of state-level or federal-level politics and those kind of things that really can impact negatively those ways of life, contact us. We'll put you on the email distribution list. Maybe ultimately you desire to join us. Great. But even if you don't, let us help educate and inform you of those challenges and things that are going around you that you need to know and be engaged in. Very well said. I agree. Very well said. There's one other thing that came to mind as, as we were talking. Hunter's care. Tell me a little bit before we close this out about Hunter's Care. Because I noticed this morning, like on or yesterday, I think it was on the Outdoor Wire, and this morning on another similar site where there's mention of Hunter's Care. Yeah, it's a great program that DSC and, and DSC Foundation are super proud of. And I'll speak just briefly to the DSC side that we've had the opportunity to try to reach in and support those partnerships that I mentioned earlier associated with our convention uh, exhibitors those that work with us very closely and provide some support to them and recognizing at this point in time now that we have put uh, funded roughly 20 grants currently representing seven countries uh, that span 16 plus million acres now of protected area and which anti-poaching work would not have continued in the absence of dollars mm-hmm. um, and the parallel and the programs are in very parallel uh, and the foundation is putting some great dollars on the ground and i'll let tim hit that one now well, it's, um, yeah, ours was, uh, the foundation side was, was I thought, well done. Uh, kind of on the coattails of DSCs, uh, where in their case, they, they had a, um, a selection, and I happened to be on the committee, which was great fun, of uh, picking the, uh, the organizations and outfitters that were elected to receive these anti-poaching funds. On the foundation side, it's it's been pretty much directed contributions. So we put some things out on social media, 
and some amazing people have stepped up with a tremendous amount of money. They want it directed to this outfitter or this school or this program. And Larry, what a home run. I mean, for everybody, it's just been phenomenal. Great program. And again, that's pass-through money. Yep, pass-through money. We don't take a dime. Yeah. In fact, it costs us a wire fee, but that's a, that's a good investment. <laughs> that's a great that's investment. a great investment. It really yeah, is. It really is. Well, if anybody wants to find out more about DSC or DSCF, they can go to biggame.org. That's B-I-G-G-A-M-E dot O-R-G, and they can get to the foundation from there as well, too. And, and we welcome them to please get there. And there's some other benefits there once they get there as well, too. And please, if you're not already a member, consider to please, please join. Look forward to seeing everybody here next time. We'll see what we can talk to. Uh, maybe grab you guys separately and, and tell a few hunting stories. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us today. Thanks, Thanks Larry. DSC's Untamed Heritage is brought to you by Dallas Safari Club. Conservation, education, protecting hunters' rights. Ruger, rugged, reliable firearms. Hornady, accurate, deadly, dependable. Trigicon, brilliant aiming solutions. Vernon Brothers Game Calls, Callness Calls Made. Texas Wildlife Association, working for tomorrow's wildlife today. Texas Raised Hunting Products, The Scent Gods. www.trailingthehuntersmoon.com, the Hunter Conservations' website. 